0: menopausal, sexual health, and PMS-related symptoms. That's why I recommend bonafide products to my patients every day. In fact, I am also a bonafide medical advisor. What I like most is that Bonafide products provide women real relief without compromise. Ladies, don't waste another minute feeling less than your best. Go to hellobonafide.com and use code RADIO39 to save 20%. That's hellobonafide.com and code RADIO39.
1: These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Offer valid on subscription only. The Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast is brought to you by Triple Threat Sports, Marishka's in Crest Hill, Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe, and by Fry the Coop. Here are your hosts, NBC Chicago's James Naveau, and 670 The Score's hockey guy, Jay Zawoski. Let's drop the puck. Welcome in, friends, to this very special edition of the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. My name is James Naveau from NBC Five Chicago, and with me, as always, although in a little different way, he's with me this time is Jay Zawoski of Six Seventy The Score and the Locked On Blackhawks Podcast. For those of you that don't know, we're not only recording this podcast on Skype like we usually do, but we're also doing this Instagram Live thing, which is. Kind of surreal to see Jay's face moving around as he gesticulates and makes points and <laughs>
2: broadcasts to everyone. So, how's it going, man? I haven't seen you in a while. I'm doing good. It's good to see your face. It really is good to see you. Um, we should do this more often. If there's a way that you and I could do a podcast face-to-face, even without people seeing us, I'm already finding it kind of, like, very helpful to see you and read your reactions and things like that. So, this is something we should consider going forward as we do these things, but... Not a ton, hockey-wise, to get to, obviously. Um, when we last spoke, James, that's when Rocky Words kind of gave like that half-assed vote of confidence. Since then, he's gone full-in and said Jeremy Cowton and Sam Bowman and John McDonough. Not that that's a surprise. We'll be back next season or whenever hockey starts again. So that's probably what yeah. we start off. First of all, I want to tell you how to get in touch with the podcast. Email us, uh, madhousepod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram madhouse underscore pod on twitter at madhouse pod very very simple and you can look for us on facebook at the madhouse chicago hockey podcast i very unwisely put the in there james when i set up the page like the madhouse chicago hockey podcast so now it's hard to like tag it and stuff so anyway um so yeah so there we are jeremy Cowton, stan bowman john mcdonough will be back um i don't think it's a huge surprise especially sort of the way the season ended uh, but James, I'm I'm interested. My thoughts have been out there for a little bit on this because of lockdown Blackhawks. So let's get yours first.
1: Well, I mean the thoughts are pretty obvious. I think that uh, we kind of assumed that Stan Bowman, barring kind of unforeseen circumstances, was going to be back. So not the biggest surprise in the world that he's gotten the vote of confidence. Quote unquote. I love that I can do the quote unquote confidence. Yeah. By the we'll way. Have to say for, it now. Uh, Yeah, for those on uh, Instagram Live. But uh, yeah, not a huge surprise that he got the vote of confidence. I was a little bit more surprised that Jeremy Colleton got such a uh, ringing endorsement from the Blackhawks, from uh, Rocky Wertz. I thought that maybe they'd try to couch that just a little bit. And look, I get that this is kind of a weird situation where we don't know when or if the season is going to resume. And so you kind of have to maybe be a little bit more further thinking perhaps than you normally would be when you're still technically in season. But I still was really surprised that they gave him the full throated vote of confidence. And to be honest with you, I would have let him go. I don't think that the Blackhawks are necessarily better with him in charge than with any of the other um, potential free agent uh, coaches that are out there. I think that Odds are they could have done better than Jeremy Colleton. I'm not saying I'm not one of these guys that just says Jeremy Colleton is a complete bum, full stop. Right. He's had a year and a half or so in the league. And look, I get it. You probably at the age that he is and the experience that he has, it probably would be nice to give him more experience. But I also know that with the aging uh, core of this team and some of the really tough decisions that they're going to have to make in the next couple of years from a salary cap perspective, I think this is a thing where you really need to try. Yeah, you need to build for the future, but you also kind of have to maybe try to win now a little bit more while you still have Kane and Tabes playing at a high level. And I just I don't see Jeremy Colleton being the guy that's going to make them be able to do that.
2: I agree with you. Uh, here's the question that I've sort of found myself asking about this whole thing. Could you, if you're John McDonough, if you're Rocky Wurtz, could you fire Jeremy Colleton? And justify keeping Stan Bowman around. See, I think that plays a role in this. You can't say, okay, Jeremy, you're fired. This did not work out. And then give Bowman the chance to hire another head coach. I don't think you can do that. I don't think you can say, You have the opportunity now to bring in another replacement for Joel Quenville after your first one failed. Okay? That you can't do that. So if they're hellbent on keeping Stan Bowman around. Then I think we're going to be stuck with Jeremy Calton for another year, and if that doesn't make it for both those guys, what are you saying? Hi, Joe Cromwell. Yeah, hey Joe, what's going on, man? One of our number one fans, Joe Cromwell. Thank you, buddy. Um, but if you if it doesn't work next year with Cowton, then both are gone. No question. You cannot. I get it. You can't let Stan Bowman hire another coach. So I guess you've got to give Calton another year, right? if they're hell-bent on keeping Bowman, which apparently they are, but there's no way if they have another fourth year in a row of missing the playoffs that you are that you justify keeping either of those guys anymore.
1: See, I find it interesting that you say that you don't think they can give Stan Bowman a chance to hire another coach. Why? I Why see, would you trust so,
2: him to do that? How can you?
1: That's my that's, thing. You know what? That's the million-dollar question to me, too. But if you really do have that much faith in him that you're willing to give him this chance... Do you think that maybe they gave Stan Bowman the option to say, hey, you can bring in another coach if you want to, or you can continue forward forward with Jeremy Colleton? I think they probably gave him that option and then said, look, if you keep Jeremy, that's fine. Just know it's both of your rear ends if this goes south. Like that, to me, maybe that's what happened. I think that's a very realistic uh, thing, the uh, realistic hypothetical uh, that they would have made that uh, kind of distinction and said look you can fire Jeremy Colleton if you want to and bring in another coach but if you decide to keep Jeremy Colleton and this thing goes south you're out like so, that to me I think is very okay. realistic
2: so you're sort of saying they gave Colleton, or they gave Bowman the opportunity to bet on himself and bet on his hire yeah okay. I think that's exactly I what guess, happened look I, and as mad as we are about this whole thing and as how disappointed we are in everything how this has gone over the last year I guess that's if you owe Stan Bowman anything for the success he has brought this organization, maybe that's it. You say, "Look, I'm not just gonna. We're not gonna fire you. We're not gonna. You know, we're not just gonna unceremoniously dismiss you. Uh, mm-hmm. But it, look, if if it doesn't work, we'll give you another year with Calton. like you're saying, James. And if if it doesn't work with Jeremy, you're both gone. So you better be damn sure that this is your guy. Because if you're betting on him again and it doesn't work, you're gone. I look." I'm on board with that. Okay, I'd rather them both be gone now, but I don't think that's realistic. It's well, it's obviously right. not now, but I never really did think that was realistic. If they're if they're going to keep Cowton they're going to keep Bowman. Then next year is make or break for both. No excuses. It no absolutely excuses has at all. to
1: be, and I think I think that absolutely is. That's the takeaway here. To me, you cannot punt the decision a year down the line and then fire Jeremy Colleton and keep Stan Bowman. I don't think that isn't a realistic option, and if that's the direction that they go, I think that is a massive mistake.
2: You know it's not a massive mistake, James? Getting mm. your jerseys or your outfitting done at Triple Threat Sports. If that's you've correct. got a corporation, you've got a softball league, maybe you're a little late to the party in softball, but guess what? You've got some time now. Suddenly, you've got some time to order some nice uniforms. You pants like, oh, crap, opening days in a week. I'm going to have to get a crayon and write on T-shirts. No, no, no. Now you've got some time. We're all locked at home. Go get some quality jerseys made at Triple Threat Sports. These small businesses, like all of our sponsors, Triple Threat Sports, Marishka's, uh, Fry the Coop, all those small businesses, Chucks, they all need your help now more than ever. So hit up Chris at TripleThreatSports.com, 708-478-6090, Triple Threat Sports. If you can wear it, they can make it. That banner back there was made by Triple Threat Sports. I've got Madhouse Podcast t-shirts over here made by Triple Threat Sports. They do a great job. So I know a lot of people now are thinking about restaurants and things like that. Places like Triple Threat need your help as well. So if you've got some sort of project like that, you know it's on the horizon. Hit up Chris. He needs you. And uh, look, he relies on on customers like you and listeners like you to stay afloat. So look, a great idea I've heard people say, if you're worried about going out or you're worried about whatever, buy a gift card ahead of time Mm -hmm. and save it for when you need it. Okay? A lot of people have been doing that. That's a smart thing to do. A lot of places offer gift cards online. So even if it's not one of our sponsors, support small businesses by buying gift cards for when things get back to normal, you can go and support them. You've got a nice little credit built up. Uh, there, in the meantime, a lot of little people are struggling right now. And uh, Trump extended the deadline today till April 30th, which will probably go beyond that anyway. Um, so, yeah, keep these small businesses in, in mind and try to think outside the box when you're thinking about them because they all do need your help very, very much. Yeah, so, uh, all right, Jeremy Cowan and Stan Bowman will be back next year. And, uh, you know, we still sort of are in limbo about how everything is going to look this summer. Um, and one thing that's on my mind, James, that I haven't really seen addressed anywhere is with all this lost revenue, I wonder what happens to the, you know, a month ago hopeful salary cap boost. Is that out the window now? I've not seen yeah. anything about that. They were talking about maybe a $4 million to almost like an $8 million increase, if I remember correctly. I wonder now with the lost playoff revenue, the remainder of the season, all the TV stuff, et cetera. I wonder if now that the salary cap number is going to freeze, that would be really bad news for everybody, but really bad news for the Blackhawks who are trying to bring back Kublik and Strom with Alex Dabrinkit's new deal kicking in. They need a goalie. That would really, really hurt the Blackhawks.
1: Yeah, I think that uh, that's obviously something we haven't gotten to talk a lot about lately. Uh, Obviously, we're getting into a lot of Hypothetical territory here. I'm sure the NHL (laughs) is looking. Well, I mean, you literally, that is all we have to talk about right now is hypotheticals. Um, But I mean, if you're looking at the playoffs, like if they restart the season. So let's we'll start with that. If they restart the season, if they go into June, July, August, the playoffs end like in early August. Hopefully that makes up at least a little bit of the revenue. If they're serious about doing that. I don't know if I see a scenario where the NHL is willing to go deep into August without then pushing the next season back to like have the season start in say like November or something like that, maybe condense it a little bit. There's obviously still a lot of balls or pucks, sorry to say up in the air right now. They're obviously juggling a lot, but I definitely think that that is something that the NHL has probably talked about extensively. I would probably say Jay, it's safe to assume that the salary cap is probably going to, at the very least, stay steady. If Do you think it's possible it goes down for next season? I don't if know. If the revenue Is the revenue really going to take that big of a hit? I don't think that it will with probably 10 or 11 games left in the regular season. I think that odds are it's a very small increase. I think that you're probably right online in saying that. But that, you know, it adversely affects everybody, including the players. And they're going to get hit a little bit with that as well so maybe it uh knocks down the price a little bit on a guy like a Dylan Strom if you want to bring him back or a Dominic Kubalik, or a Drake Kajula maybe those guys don't make as much in free agency as they would have if the salary cap did end up going up by five or six million dollars and I think that maybe that evens out the playing field a little bit maybe that kind of evens out where the players are going to make a little bit less money and the salary cap's going to go down. I think that probably it's a realistic scenario, but it's not one that I've really given a lot of thought to, but I mean, we're on what day I know 11 or 12 of the quarantine right now. So, I mean, all options are pretty much on the table. Let's just talk about them.
2: Yeah. I I don't think down is an option. Um, I would have to imagine that a lot of this money that has been committed to the season has already been spent. It's not like you don't bill Budweiser. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like, okay, it's, you owe the April invoice. It's all a deal. It's all signed well in advance. It's all worked out that way. So um, I think that looking ahead to next year, that's when things can start to get a little bit concerning about the sort of revenue is going to come in that way. I don't know. I, I don't think it'll go down. I do think it'll go up a little, but not nearly what the Hawks were hoping for. And it's it's so hard to even speculate because no one knows. No one knows what this is going to look like or be. Right. Uh, and that includes the owners. That includes Gary Bettman and his cronies. Like No one knows if and when hockey's coming back, if next season can start on time, what companies will be willing or able to spend money at that point. So I almost think there's probably – a bunch of plans <laughs> if A and B then C or if A and right. C then you know what I mean? They probably have a bunch of scenarios worked out. Um but it's it's almost impossible to speculate at this point because you don't know. I don't know. Gary Bettman doesn't know. Budweiser doesn't know. United Airlines doesn't know. Like think right. about all the the ripple effect of this whole thing is crazy. And that's like you know, not to whatever. I don't even care. Like I'm gonna get political a little bit. Like the people that don't believe in it. Like, what is the point of all of this to tank almost every industry in the country, right, to to, to make everybody yeah. fail, to make everybody struggle? I don't get, like, to what end, right? Like, what is the point of it? Is my screen I, jacked I mean, up to I mean, you, the, by fact the, way? the Can you the see The
1: fact me? of the matter is um, we don't know what normal is going to be in a couple of months. Right. I mean, just speaking 100% honestly, we don't know... How much social distancing we're going to have to do in the next couple of months? We don't know whether they're going to find a cure or new treatments for this thing. I would imagine if there isn't a significant treatment available for coronavirus, there's no way to me you can say definitively today that in October you have full NHL arenas if they start the season on time.
2: Well, that's a quite, yeah. I mean, de- I mean that could impact revenues too. Definitely. That, that is, they could start the season with empty arenas. Yeah. And, and I know that a lot of people say, like, well, ticket sales are such a small part of the revenue in sports leagues. And I, I think that's true. But still, you've got 20,000 people there a night with 23,000 people there a night, each spending probably an average of 100 bucks a person. Yeah. That's significant. That's not something to bat an eye at. You know what I mean? So um, it, it's just so hard to even begin to, to imagine how this is going to go. And really at this point it's like if there's a season that starts on time next year and there's fans in the building, I'll call it a win. You know, every team is going to have to adjust to this reality. Um and it's yeah. not just going to be the Blackhawks. And I know that's the team we care about the most and the team we think about the most. But it's not just them by any means. So I don't know, man. I just <laughs> it, it's been you know how this whole thing has been for kind of everybody where every day is different. Like, Oh, one day you're feeling better. The next day you're feeling weird. Today was a bad day for me. Uh, you know, I, 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 I don't know if, if everybody saw it, but one of my favorite recording artists, John Prine is in critical condition with uh, COVID-19 and it doesn't look good for him. And there's just, now we're starting to see like people are dying. Like people, people have heard of are starting to die from this thing. And uh, it, it's, it's hard to find a lot of hope. It's hard to find a lot of positivity. So hopefully James and I can bring that to you when we do these podcasts or or whatever and or we do these hot mic things hopefully it's just a distraction for you. I need him as much as you guys do. I know James, I'm sure you appreciate it as well it's just yeah. been it's been really rough to get through this thing um, and hopefully you know like six months from now or a year from now we'll be looking back on it like okay you know it was bad but we got through it i I sort of think of this as like it's different but similar to 9/11. Where after 9 11, I was like, it'll never be the same. The world will never be the same. Life will never be the same. No one's ever going to be able to laugh or be happy again. And eventually things got back to normal, right? right. And I know this is a little bit different, but hopefully, like, I've, I've been watching, like, last night we watched a John Mulaney stand up, and you see the Chicago theater full of people. It's like, wow, is it ever going to look like that again? You know, and it's it's going to, it will. It looked like that for the Spanish flu eventually, right? Like, we figured it out. (laughs) We got. Well, yeah, you remember this? I do. I remember it vividly. I was a young boy. I was in my freshman year at Lewis, and uh, (laughs) yeah. So I don't know. I'm just sort of rambling here. I'm just trying to talk my way through this. But it's, uh, I don't know. It's been challenging for for me. I know it's been challenging for everybody. Um, but especially uh, those small businesses we talk about. We're going to take a quick time out here, but before we do, want to talk about our friends at Mariska's and Crest Hill, 604 Theater Street, family-owned and operated since 1933, right after the Spanish flu. They're still open. They're doing carry out. So give them a call. Visit them at marishkas.com, facebook.com slash marishkas. Order the poor boy, the steaks, the chops, the seafood, everything's available. Uh, marishka's Joe, and his family there are working hard for you, the staff there. Uh, and when you do these pickups, tip a little extra for the staff, those people working hard, the cooks, the servers, the people bringing your, your orders. Um, you know, they're taking a risk to keep you fed, to keep you nourished. So go visit our friends at Mariska's, again, 604 Theater Street and Crest Hill, M E R I C H K A S. They're closed only on Christmas, Easter, the 4th of July, and Thanksgiving, and currently, right now, except for carryout. So hit them up. We will be right back with more on the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast.
0: Today on News 4 at 4. It's one of the most anticipated lists of the year. Consumer Reports top new vehicle picks. Susan Hogan is working for you, showing you the safest, most reliable cars for your money. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Many kids in our area are back to in-person learning and we are helping you keep them safe in the classroom. We're working for you. Small steps you can take at home to protect them at school and expert advice to ease anxiety for you and the kids. This week on News for Today on NBC4. A different future starts with you. That's why GoDaddy does more than help you find a name. You can create, sell, and get found online so any small business could be a driving force to create change or build an empire. We know old ideas aren't cutting it anymore. So we're calling for a new generation of thinking your way of thinking. So whatever you have in mind that will help make a different future, find everything you need to get started at GoDaddy.com because the future isn't decided yet. It's up to us to make it happen. Start different at GoDaddy.com.
2: Welcome back into the Madhouse Chicago hockey podcast. I'm laughing because James Naveau's air drumming to nothing. Uh, I'm Jay Zawaski. If you're not wondering how i can see james we are on instagram doing an instagram live podcast right now uh that doesn't mean anything to you listening on the recording but if you want to follow us on instagram for next time we do this it's madhouse underscore pod the twitter account at madhouse pod or me or james me or and james on tuesday we'll be doing another hot mic broadcast so download that hot mic app go to HotMic.io or just go download the app it's free Make sure you use that promo code MADHOUSE when you sign up. That helps James and I out very, very much indeed. We're raising money for the Anthony Rizzo Family Fund. They are serving uh, first responders who are handling the COVID-19 response. If you missed last week, we raised $600 for the Blackhawks COVID Relief Fund. So thank you all very much for your generosity. Uh, If you feel like it now, my Venmo is Jay Zawoski. Just my name, J-A-Y-Z-A-W-A-S-K-I. You want to give something to our Venmo right now, that's great. We're not going to appeal for it, but if you can't make it Tuesday and you want to give, that's an easy way to do it, Jay Zawaski on Venmo. That way every penny goes directly to the charity. But we talked to you about small business. Another small business that is a partner of ours is Fry the Coop. Oaklawn, Elmhurst, coming soon to Tinley Park, they're, in, they're all over the place. Go to FryTheCoop.com. Everyone can see. I'm a fat guy. Okay. (laughs) Big fan of Nashville hot chicken. It's one of my favorite things in the world. I've been to Nashville probably half a dozen times in my life. I've tried all the hot chicken places. I've tried Prince's and uh, Hattie B's and all the great ones that everyone recommends in Nashville. And I'm telling you with full sincerity that Fry the Coop is the best Nashville hot chicken I've had. And I go there all the time. I went there this week. They were matching. Donations for first responders this week at Fry the Coop. And they've installed walk-up windows at their Oak Lawn and Elmhurst locations. So you can get out of your car. You don't have to go inside. Pick up your order at the window. No human contact necessary. Go to FryTheCoop.com and get a place an order online. Could not be easier. That's how I did my order the other day. Absolutely terrific. So go support our friends at Fry the Coop. I will give you a hot tip. They've got a donut hot chicken sandwich. It's a glazed donut split in half in between is hot chicken. Bada bing, bada boom. You'll be very happy. Come get your happiness at fry the, Coop, fry the So James, not a ton going on hockey wise. One thing I want to mention, I like that a lot of teams are doing this where they're just simulating the season on NHL 20 and like letting fans watch it on their social media accounts. It's, I never thought it would get to this point where like people who don't care about video games are actually watching simulations yeah. of a video game just because they're so damn starved for sports.
1: Well, I mean, literally, dude, all we had for a while was <laughs> Aussie rules football and then that went away too. So NASCAR iRacing has been massive the last couple of weeks. I would not be surprised if uh, major league baseball teams really started to jump in on it. And honestly, like it's a great distraction. Yeah. Like from all of like kind of the nonsense and the madness going on around us. And I've enjoyed watching the televised coverage of the NASCAR. iRacing. I've been enjoying what the Rockford ice hogs and the Chicago wolves have been doing. They've both been uh, playing some simulated games. A few NHL teams have jumped on that, including my Carolina hurricanes, bruh. They've been
2: doing it. Yours. Um, it is a It is a really good Wait, idea. Wait, you're the, no, 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 no. You can't claim the Hurricanes. You're the You're the Coyotes guy.
1: Whoa, whoa. I will have you know <laughs> that I have had Bandwagon Caniac in my Twitter profile for a year plus now. <laughs> and I have yet to be criticized by you. I feel like this is way past the Statue of Limitations. I feel like right. I am okay with this.
2: Okay, fine. I'll let you have it, but Tavo remains mine.
1: Well, no, absolutely no. I <laughs> would never dream of taking Tavo Teravainen away from you. Thank ever. you.
2: I appreciate that. Uh, speaking um, of that, like, yeah, Over- that's
1: that's. It's been a great distraction. You're absolutely right about that. And I know some uh, hockey leagues and some other sports leagues are starting to slowly come back. I know Japanese baseball has started to come back. I watched Belarusian hockey the other day. Like we are. We're scraping the barrel a little (laughs) bit for uh, content, but at least it's something.
2: It is something. Well, what have you? This is what I'm curious of, and I know you know we're gonna stray from hockey here a little bit. What have you been doing otherwise to sort of distract yourself? Like, what have you been doing? I know you've been working. You're still writing. You're still covering things. So you're. I'm and I'm still working every day from home. Uh, it's very strange producing a radio show from my kitchen table.
1: I was gonna ask you how that was.
2: Okay, I'll show. So I'll tell you for people that wonder, I have for me it's easy. I because I just guess I booked the guests and I sort of manage and direct the show. So I have my laptop open. I've got my radio on, which is only a slight delay. I have an actual like functioning radio. Um, so it's only like seven or eight seconds behind what's actually happening. We've all got a group chat going on. Dan Bernstein's at his house. Connor McNight is at his house. Rick Camp is the only one at the station so there's one person per shift at the station mm-hmm. and that's it it's like as bare bones as we can possibly make it and we all this we do a zoom meeting every morning at eight talk about the show and then we're on the air at nine and we all communicate you know via google hangouts and that's how we do it so i'm still working um but we hope and i last night we finished uh, tiger king I know we're not the only people on earth doing that. Everybody's doing it. Apparently
1: everybody has done it except for me. So I have to get on that bandwagon eventually. It's
2: uh it's interesting. I'll just say this, and I don't want to spoil it for people because I know a lot of people are watching it, but like at some point in a documentary, the fact that all these people own tigers is like periphery. <laughs> like that's how weird it gets. It's like yeah, oh, and also they own zoos with tigers they shouldn't be having. This guy has 1,500 tigers, but, you know, that's just a side note to the attempted murders and all those sort of things that go on. It is freaking wild. It's insane. It's super entertaining, and uh, I-, I noticed it because, you know, you turn on Netflix, and they always have, like, what's new, and you I saw Joe Exotic, who's, like, the main guy. I'm sure you've seen him with the blonde mullet and the Fu Manchu, yeah. and, you know, I'm like, what the hell is that? Like, what is happening? So I watched the trailer. I'm like, well, that looks weird. And then people started watching it. So Hope and I are like, all right, let's watch the first one and see how it goes. we got nothing else going on. And we finished it. It's They're only like 45 or 15 minutes. I think there's five or six. So it's not like a huge – it's not like Game of Thrones. It's not a huge commitment. Right. Um, but I will say it kind of ran out of steam at the end. I don't know if anybody else sort of feels that way. Um, like, the last two or three episodes are kind of like – so you think
1: maybe it should have only been like six or seven episodes
2: instead of eight? No, or is it eight? No, it's I, I think it's only f- I think it's five or six. Oh, okay. But I don't I don't know if it could have been shorter. But I think it just kind of it just kind of fizzled out at the end. But I still enjoyed it. I'm glad I watched it. Uh, I'm part of the pop culture world now that I got to see it, so I recommend. Luckily it. for you, yeah, yeah, it was good. And then I started watching uh, Pe- Peaky Blinders, which I finally started yeah. watching that. Which I've is, heard that's an excellent show. I really need to watch that for sure. It's very cool. And it's one of those shows where, like, most people in it are good-looking. And mm-hmm. my wife's like, oh, oh, my God. Look at him. Look at her. Look at him. I'm like,
1: <laughs> what's happening? Does that... she randomly flash the screen <laughs> like she used to do uh,
2: during our podcasts? Uh, not yet. No, I'm okay. sure it's coming, though. We're only a few yeah. episodes in. But that's how she was with uh, the movie Black Panther. She's like everyone oh. in this film can get it. That's her theory mm. about Black, and I don't disagree. There's a lot of uh, very attractive people in that movie. So does she have like a little black
1: book of people who can
2: get it, quote unquote? Yeah, it's it's the cast of Black Panther, and that's probably it. I'm not. And even... the cast
1: of Beaky Blinders, apparently. Yeah, I
2: guess like... so. And I'm not even in the book anymore, which is sad. Oh, but well, what have I mean, you guys you've been, been married
1: doing? Long enough. That's not a shock.
2: No, it's true. Well, how have you been uh, spending your time when you're networking?
1: Well, yeah, the the work part of it hasn't been a huge adjustment, obviously, other than driving to and from Chicago every day. I don't have to do that anymore. Um, The entire digital team is all working from home now. So we have, you know, our main chat group on Slack, good old Slack. Uh, We have a conference call once a day. I mean, it's pretty simple. I just roll out, go to my kitchen table, go work for eight hours, uh, write a bunch of digital content and then after that uh, my wife and i have been binging we've been clearing off the dbr is where we started we did not start on netflix so we caught up on the entire last season of american ninja warrior that took about three or four days nice one of my one of my favorite shows on tv love that show it
2: is so unbelievable that what they accomplished in that show it's unreal it
1: is ludicrous and you watch it and you're like maybe i should i don't know go to the gym occasionally, you know, like, yeah, it's, it's kind of overrated. You're right. But um. so we got done with that. Then we noticed that we had about 40 episodes of the NBC show, new Amsterdam on our DVR. I don't know that. And we've watched about it's a Ryan Eggold. He's a a doctor at a New York hospital. And it's this whole, I'm going to change the system kind of thing. And it's like, okay, I've kind of seen that you know, type of medical drama before, but it ended up being really good. And so we're about 20 episodes into that now. We just passed a massive threshold. The uh, I think today we now have half of our DBR clear. So we are slowly but surely working our way through our DBR. In fact, my wife, while I've been working, and podcasting today is now catching up on This Is Us. So any rem- or any remaining tissues that we had in the apartment will <laughs> probably be gone by about 10 or 11 o'clock tonight, I think. So Yeah, it's going to be really interesting <laughs> to uh, see how that all goes. But other than that, I've been trying to read a little bit. I uh, finished up Ron Cherno's Alexander Hamilton biography. I had been oh, wow. rereading that for a little while, um, looking into uh, kind of another book to... Uh, tackle here in the next uh little while and once I do I guess I'll post it on, on social media and be like hey everybody look what a nerd I am maybe just maybe I'll finally read the Lord of
2: the Rings books because oh, wow. I've never read them they're wordy I will tell you that um mr wood we're gonna get to your question here in a second um I had something to say oh so I you know I've got all, a lot I see a lot of people are like yeah, you know, we're quarantined, we're stuck at home, so we're just going to clean the hell out of the house. It's been tough for me to, I don't know if, if and this, I'm being therapeutic on this show, whatever, but like, it's been kind of hard for me to get motivated. I don't know if anyone else has had that. Maybe it'll be better next week Um, as we sort of like this becomes the new normal, but I've had all these aspirations of like, all right, well, I'm home, so I'm going to clean the hell out of my office well right uh not so much you know it's
1: not that that looks about the same as it did when we did that uh hot mic
2: yes it's probably a little bit worse actually um i don't know i've been having trouble feeling uh getting the motivation out of it a little bit so uh i don't know hopefully this week we've been pretty active this weekend getting a lot done so hopefully it just carries over to the week but it's just like when my show's over i just want to lay there and just like I'm sleeping well, which is strange. I don't usually sleep well, but I've been, like, resting very s- soundly. All right, Mr. Wood asked a question. Let me scroll back up there. Sorry, he says, late to the party. Uh, depending on how this plays out, do you see the NHL draft going virtual like the NFL draft is doing, or will they just delay it? If I had to guess, I'd say it's going to be both because I think they mm-hmm. are going to try to see if they can get some sort of playoff done um, in June or July or whatever. And then that would push everything back. But you'd probably have, if they're able to play at all, you'd probably have some sort of playoff and then immediate draft and free agency, which would be chaotic and kind of fun for for us. Um, but mm-hmm. I think it's probably going to be both. And I wonder if they do have some sort of playoff, if it's um, in an empty arena or whatever. I saw Woj on ESPN today mention there's some discussion of like getting all the NBA teams in like one area and just finishing the season in one arena. I don't know I don't know how that would be feasible.
1: I feel like that goes against the whole concept of social distancing. But if you
2: can assure, I don't know, like you clean out a hotel, like you buy out a hotel, right? And you deep clean it whatever, and every team gets a floor I don't know. But again, if one person's you, there's no way of knowing
1: all it takes is one person to get that disease. And then it spreads like wildfire through everybody. Yeah. I mean, you're all touching the ball. I mean, that that's where it kind of all starts, right? Like, and it apparently can live on surfaces for multiple weeks. In some cases, it's just, I, yeah, I don't know, man, I'm not optimistic about the NBA and the NHL right now. And I know the I know our listeners are probably not looking to us to be, you know, buzz kills or anything like that. But I want the NHL to come back badly. But if it's going to come down to that, where it's still a very serious risk of people getting infected with this disease, I just think that it probably is smarter to kick the ball, you know, kick the can down the road and just restart this thing in October or November.
2: You I mean, it? that's do you just give the cup to the team with the best record? You just not reward a cup this year.
1: I don't, I don't think you can award a cup. I I think you would kind of, you have to, if you're going to kibosh the season, I don't think you can award it.
2: Yeah. I kind of agree. God it's so weird. Like not my wildest dreams would I imagine this is something we'd ever be faced with. Yeah. Like in this modern era of medicine and science and you know, as much as there's some people that resist that fine, we still have the capability scientifically to get things done and like, this is why I never imagined that something like this would happen. It's like it, it is truly out of a movie and you talk about like markers in history, right? There's, you know, World War One, the Great Depression, World War II, Vietnam, 9-11. This is going to be one of those. And it's going to be like, I can remember, we'll, we will tell our grandkids about living through this. And my daughter, who's nine, this will be like a really formative formative thing for her. Because for her, mm-hmm. it's like it's surreal. Like, I don't know if she fully grasps what's going on, but she knows it's weird. She knows she can't see her friends. Everything is done via, you know, uh, Facebook or, or uh, FaceTime or whatever. And I, th- th- that's what I worry about. Like, am I doing the right thing for my kid? Am I making her feel calm? But am I keeping her aware of like how important things are? That's to me, like kind of what's causing me the most stress. Like, is she okay? And am I making sure she's okay? And, uh, am I doing the right things by her? I don't know.
1: I think it's, it's all about kind of finding that baseline. I think where you're not getting too overhyped and overstressed with the madness kind of that's going on in the world, because like you did say earlier, It feels like at some point we are going to get back to normal and we are going to get back to being able to gather in public places and go to sporting events and blah, blah, blah. It may not happen in the next like six months, year, something like that, until obviously they get treatments or a vaccine or whatever to this thing. It's going to happen eventually, though. And so I think it's critical to try to keep that baseline of. Yeah, it sucks. It's really bad. So you're not going to sugarcoat it and be like, oh, yeah, everything's fine and be completely dismissive of it. But at the same time, you don't want to say, nah, this is just this is it. Like, we're never going to be the same again. And straddling that kind of doing that balancing act between those two extremes is I think it's something that, you know, obviously you're having to deal with as a parent. But all of us are kind of having to deal with as citizens and residents of this world, too. Like and it's it's something that for those of us who struggle with anxiety and depression and mental illness, it's obviously a super challenging time right now. And it's why I've been so adamant about doing stuff like this, like seeing people face to face, even if it's via Skype or whatever, or calling my parents or whatever. Reaching out and connecting with people, I think, is something that's going to help us to get through this. I think eventually, even if there's social distancing involved, and just try to keep some semblance of normal in what is an insanely weird world right now. And I feel for all of the folks like you, Jay, that are parents, it can't be easy for you guys. Knowing how hard it's been for just me, Yeah, just dealing with a, having a wife and, uh, and a cat, I mean, <laughs> Dude, it should be pretty easy for me, but even I still struggle with that at times. So I feel I feel for all of our listeners and I feel for you that are having to deal with this on even another level with uh, with their kids
2: and those that they care about. Hey, we're all doing the best we can do. And that's really all we can do. Um, This sort of reminded me, by the way, uh, yesterday I was just driving around in the car. I had a couple errands to run. Um, uh, I had to get groceries for my parents. I do it for them once a week, and that's really the only contact we have. Um, this American Life is an NPR podcast, and uh, the episode was just released on their podcast. It's episode 698. It's called The Test. And if you ever listened to This American Life before, it's a bunch of Americans telling stories. And this woman told a story about how she has friends who are in Beijing and how things in China are starting to get back to somewhat normal. And to me, it kind of gave me a little bit of hope, and it's very different there and it was way more locked down and way more enforced because of the sort of nation that China is. But she said, like, look, within the course of, of three months, life is pretty much back to where it was before. Mm-hmm. Um, so it gave me a little bit of hope. So if, you, if you're if you looking for something, um, I had not hear the whole episode, so I can't promise you that it's all going to be positive news. But that little portion I heard while I was in my car of the latest episode of This American Life, the episode's called The Test. Uh, Even if you want to fast forward to it, it's a woman talking to her friends from China and they're sort of Mm -hmm. describing how things have started resuming a little bit over there. So um, before we wrap up, we've told you about all the small businesses that support the Madhouse podcast. One that's been with us for a long time is Chuck Southern Comforts Cafe. They've got locations in Burbank and Darien. We've told you before about their great Mexican, the great Cajun, the great American food. You want burger, you want wings, you want whatever Everything at Chuck's is tremendous. They're doing, um, you know, pickup as well, carry out. So go to Chuck'sCafe.com. Check out their menu. Support those small businesses. They need you now more than ever. Go to Ch- if you've never checked out Chuck'sCafe.com, you've got time now. Just go online and look at their menus. Look at their specials, and you're going to be blown away by what Chuck's Cafe offers. It's one of my favorite places in the entire world, and we thank them for their continued support of the podcast. When frankly, they don't have to. They don't have to support us. They've got a lot of things they can say and, and prioritize above this podcast. But all of our sponsors, Marishka's, Fry the Coop, Triple Threat Sports, and Chucks, they've stuck with us. So we appreciate it, and hopefully you guys will reward them with your patronage during this hard time. And like I said earlier, gift har- get, if you don't want to go out, gift cards are a great idea. Buy some gift cards, and when everything gets back to normal, you can go celebrate with a great – it's not free – but at that time, it will feel like free meal at one of our great sponsors. So, with that, James, uh, anything you want to add before we wrap things up?
1: Just the standard stuff, man. Stay, stay safe, everybody. Obviously, we're thinking about all you guys too. We appreciate all your support of the podcast, but more importantly than that, you know, stay safe, keep social distancing, all that stuff that yep. you keep hearing about. Washing your hands, please, for the love of God, do it and. We'll all get through this together and hopefully, I don't know, Jay, the next podcast, you and I can talk about MLB the show and maybe I'll uh, (laughs) dial into the PS network and let you kick the crap out of me at that game. Maybe we can uh, do that for the listeners.
2: We're doing a, we started a league with the score listeners. We have a 20 person league. So it's me, Connor McKnight, and then 18 score listeners. And I, we just did random teams. I eliminated the uh yankees and dodgers because they're like so far and above more talented than the others so as mm-hmm. everybody else i got the angels and i was excited look at their pitching staff the angels are bad if it's not for mike trout and rendon there's nothing okay yeah connor mcknight got the marlins though so i could be worse <laughs> yeah sir oh <laughs> yeah, my god I poor, be worse. connor mcknight yeah well anyway remember tuesday this coming tuesday 7 p.m I or James and I, depending on technology advancements, will be on the Hot Mic app for the Hawks Canucks game six. Tune in, watch the game with us. We'll be raising funds for the Anthony Rizzo Family Foundation. They are serving first responders. They are serving the nurses and doctors and everybody who is treating everyone with COVID-19. They need our support. They are the real heroes right now. So shout out to all of them. If you are a doctor, a nurse, a first responder, a respiratory nurse, anything, anyone, if you're helping people out, even if it's not in a medical field. If you're just helping people, you're bringing food yeah. to the elderly, calling your neighbors. We all got to get through this together. And like James said, stay home. The 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 better we are at staying home, the faster this thing's going to end and we can get back to watching hockey games and baseball games and all of those things that bring us all that joy and frustration uh, throughout the year. But with that, I want to thank you guys for listening. Thanks to our sponsors, Triple Threat Sports, Marishka's, Fry the Coop, and Chuck Southern Comforts Cafe. James and I will be back real soon with a brand-new Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. In the meantime, we're thinking about you. Be healthy. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for tuning into the Instagram as well. Hope you enjoy that. Hopefully we'll do this a lot more as sure. this whole situation rolls on. Have a great night.
1: Take care, guys.